You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. The leader still is better, call me as they near the turn. Two metres to Bondi lockdown. Krug marks time behind the leader. Needs a run to the outside, comes beyond delight. Better Eclipse gets into the clear. And then came Chevron Arda's heads were turned for home. Going up on the outside now, Bondi lockdown grabs better, call me. Down the outside, beyond delight runs on with Krug. But Bondi lockdown goes in a overdrive. Here comes Better Eclipse launching. Better Eclipse out after Bondi lockdown, 75 to go. Better Eclipse. Eclipse moves up, puts the head in front, starts to come away, and the Chariots is all over. It's better Eclipse beating Bondi lockdown, Chevron up third, and Beyond Delight got fourth. Fred Hastings, last year's Chariot of Fire, Chariots of Fire. About to say good morning to Chris Barsby. Just with Wodonga, it's apparently to do with a rider. So this delay continues. They're still in the yard. Late scratching as well. Race two, seven, Amazon Princess. And later in the day, Stars of Karam, 7-7. Seven, seven, is a late scratching at Wodonga. We'll try and keep you up to date with what's actually going on there, but it's still a way off at Wodonga. Chris Barsby, good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. I'm fascinated and I'm so excited about this race now, given your comments yesterday, um, or the interview with Catcher Waves trainer there saying they're going to fire out and try and cross early. So what we know is that guaranteed fireworks, at least for the first quarter or so in the Chariots of Fire this year. But it was good to reflect on last year, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Better Eclipse, that was the race that launched him uh, shortly after winning the Chariots last year. He ventured at Queensland, had a wonderful carnival, and then uh, it continued right through, and hopefully we'll get the same back in Queensland later this year, whether it's for our carnival or the Inter-Dominion, or both will wait and see. But uh, it's a great race. There's no doubt about it. I suppose most were feeling a little deflated once the barrier draw came out earlier in the week and they saw Captain Ravishing drawn gate one. Most were thinking, oh, this is all over. But as we get closer to jump time now, uh, I think it's going to be a race, Steve. There's a few that are talking tough. Andy Gath said if they want to really rev up, catch a wave, he's a chance of getting across. But uh, the tactics of Captain Ravishing are going to be fascinating. Do they just try and get out steadily, look for a retake early. If they use him hard off the gate, does that make him vulnerable at the end of the race? We'll see him in a different sort of capacity tomorrow night. So it's going to be a great race. No doubt. Uh, the way I'd play it after those comments is I'd be taking a captain in an exotic and standing at all those horses that are going to sit back well off the pace and run on, leave out, catch a wave. Anyway, that's the way I'm thinking, but I'm sure the, the experts, they might have a completely different view and they're with us now. Darren, Ryan, good morning both. Morning, Chris. Morning, Ryan. Steve. Morning, fellas. How are we? Very well. Uh, Darren, I'll go first. Uh, you look at the sectionals and, and you put some stats up. Uh, th this first quarter is going to be so very interesting tomorrow night. Yeah, just uh, I think he's just coming back online with us. But uh, Ryan, just uh, is that horse any chance of crossing catch a wave or not? Yeah, absolutely he is. He is a super fast beginner catch a wave. It's definitely on the cards. Um, I'd probably sit in the camp of Captain Ravishing being able to do enough to poke through and, and hold up, but catch a wave certainly has to come out on roller skates to make sure he gets to the fence. So it's going to be a blistering first quarter and hopefully it sets it up for a super mile rate. Mm. Chris, if that's the case and they, they start to really hum for that first couple of hundred, could catch a wave if he doesn't cross try and tuck in behind if they start to open up the field really early? 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, that run into that first turn there, they get a really good run going into the first turn. So it'll just be really interesting. Last year's first quarter was absolutely super scintillating. So did they sort of run it at that sort of tempo? Keeping in mind, they went sub 48, I think, last year. I think it was 47.8, the winning mile rate by Better Eclipse. So is that the type of time we're going to see tomorrow night? Um, it, it's just going to be really interesting to see how this first turn plays out. What do they do with Captain Rouching? What do they do with Catch a Wave? It's going to be a, a great run for the first bend. Darren? Yeah, it certainly is. And I think um, I sort of tend to agree with Ryan. I think I don't think they want to chance their arm with Captain Rouching. I think they'll want to have probably their destiny in their own hands and not be relying on the fact that, uh, you know, you've you got to rely on some tempo early to, to get around them because there would be a, a little bit of a, a fear that if you do get locked away sort of early and you've got to go right to the back, you're then relying on what that tempo is in the first 600 metres. So, you know, I think he'll be quick enough to, to dart through and hold the front. Um, just interesting horses that have led throughout off the arm, not the greatest record, so... But uh, he's a different different gravy, Captain Ravishing, that's for sure. So do you think he's capable then, Darren, of leading all the way and going around that 48-mile race? Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether he'll be able to run that time, sort of if he's got to run it off the arm as well. Well, time will tell, pardon the pun, but um, I think he'll... Um, he'll, Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I said it, I think, last week, the mobile will probably be going a little bit quicker, being the, the level of race it is. It always tends to. I know um, some people say it doesn't. Some people say it goes a lot quicker. So depending which camp you sit there, I think if it is that going that bit quicker, that just allows him that little bit more time just to burrow through. Um, and, and I think he can do that. OK, so Ryan, just from your point of view, he's $1.22. He opened $1.22. He hasn't budged all week. So he is rock solid. In any way, shape, or form, is he vulnerable in this race tomorrow night because of the drawn out? Chris, I would have definitely been in the camp that, you know, barrier one wouldn't be their preference. I thought a middle draw, he could just press forward, got to the breeze, and then decided what to do. Um, Solid 22, I think, is a fair reflection of his winning chances. I can't tip anyone into be taking it, however. Just on the comments from Hass Tiber, I'll just play a few of them, guys, just about the speed off the arm with Captain Ravishing. So I'd be very, very surprised if he got crossed. Um, I looked at all the, all the runners in their sectionals uh, for the first 100. He has never been asked to really run it, um, but I think the time is right now. Yeah, a lot of his wins. We've seen him get to the front shortly after the start, but he sort of rolls on, doesn't he, to the lead? Yeah, yeah. He's never really been in a position where he really needs to squirt out, but... Um, but, he's, you know, horses are generally got brilliant change-up speeds like he has. Um, you'll find that they've got plenty of speed out of the gate. All right, comments there from Haas. Well, that's interesting. And I, I just keep coming back to the fact, I, I've got no doubt, if he's got this wicked speed, which we've all seen, he'll be able to run the gate. But does that just leave him a little vulnerable when he's asked for that, you know, brilliant acceleration that we've seen at his past couple of starts now? Oh, I think that's that's the right way to sort of look at it, Chris. I think because we haven't seen it, you know, 
it might just he might just be that little bit flat because he's used it off the arm as well where he's never really had to do that so the other thing that I, I guess you could look at too is that you know he's only lightly raced he's had 13 13 starts where he's been able to sort of get to the front and really dictate the one time where um, it was made a bit difficult for him was where you know leap to fame made him chase and um, it was just too sustained for too long and um, we're back to the mile this time of course but um, you know only lightly raced if, if that puts him outside of his comfort zone well then you know that probably throws a few questions up that he'll need to answer so ryan from a punning perspective what's the best ro- uh, best way to play this race um, I think you can stand Captain Rubbishing out in your exotics and without a doubt push hard into both Tim's a trooper and he's a son of a gun to run in the placings. Okay, so the pegs is the best spot to be here? It has to, Chris. They're going to break the clock. I think I'm in the camp that this horse might do something special on Saturday night. Um, and if they're going to run supersonic time, you have to be on the fence. Okay, so Darren, that, that last quarter, la- or that first quarter last year... <laughs> That was sub-25. Do you think they're sort of going to go something similar or they won't get anywhere near that tomorrow night? The only way I think they'll go that is one of two ways. If there's a couple of them really want to ha- really want to get across and want to be first to the fence, and the other way would be that um, something comes across looking and they're desperate to, to hold the front at all, all expense on Captain Ravishing and really pushes them out. They, they would be the only two scenarios, but um, yeah, I'd probably be looking in the in the low 25s, perhaps or low 26s, high 25s, perhaps. Um, interestingly, that Matt Craven's trained the last two um, leaders off the arm in the Chariots of Fire. They haven't been able to, to finish it off, but uh, if he's the son of the gun, could make it three from three. What's interesting, Chris, is my field marshal uh, ran the record, didn't he? 146.9 at this track, same month, February. Yeah. So, hopefully, weather conditions are going to be clear and we'll get, uh, you know, uh, a real fast time. So, I think that's guaranteed as long as the, as long as the weather plays its part as well. So, I think they'll be, uh, they'll be flying. There's no doubt about it. So, we look forward to that race. That comes through as race number seven tomorrow night. That's the Chariots of Fire couple of other good races on this program I just wanted to mention. Uh, the Robin Dundee, this is an all-important lead-up to the Queen Elizabeth, formerly known as the Ladyship Mile. Tay-Tay runs favourite here at 210 tab fixed price. Uh, others in the market, we've got Tough Tilly, 230, new driver. Mark Pitt takes the drive now on Tough Tilly. So they've got it down to a race in two. Ryan, who takes the Robin Dundee? Chris, very hard to split Tay-Tay and Tough Tilly. At the opening price of $3, I certainly lent that Tough Tilly was a bet. She's now into two thirty, so she, yeah, equal favourites, they'll jump. Um, I thought what Tough Tilly did first up, galloping and then making up all the ground and not being beaten too far was just sublime. I think despite the wide barrier, she can prevail. OK. Uh, what about the, the two heats of the uh, New South Wales Oaks? We've got clear favourites in both. Kalua fly by $1.70, Jewel Melody... $1.55. Any thoughts on the Oaks heats tomorrow night? I think the first heat of the Oaks is certainly the better depth and quality of the racing. We've got Kulua Flybly and Peaceful taking each other on. And there's two extra fillies that are down the bottom of the page in Isn't This Just Fantasy and Sky Blue. They're both very capable and they add really good depth to this race. 
I would stick with Kalua Flyby just because she has the barrier advantage in the first oak seat. Okay, Darren, are you getting any whispers from Bathurst with Jewel Melody? She's had a couple of trials in readiness for her assignment tomorrow night. Is there any sort of tip for Jewel Melody? Yeah, the, the trial, the second trial, she went 55-1. Um, very happy with the performance out of that trial. So um, she just she just found that when she, she went to Victoria last time, didn't quite um, go her way, clashed with Major Delight. Up until that point, she was by far the best filly until Major Delight really burst onto the scene. So um, she gets her chance here to bounce back from gate two, but uh, Savion is in that same... Tr came out of the same trial and she'll be first up as well for Ash Grive so um, I know last time we saw Jewel Melody she was steady in in her two year old season, first up over 2400, it's a, it's a big ask so um, I don't think I'd be diving in at those short odds and of course Queensland have got cheerleader in after um, her good two year old campaign Okay, well, I wanted to ask about the Queenslanders. There's really strong representation at this Menangle meeting tomorrow night. Number of runners stepping out. You guys can sort out who goes first, but which looks the best chance for Queensland at this meeting tomorrow night? Uh, I think you'd be well placed to judge that one, Ron. Uh, boys, I'm really keen here. Cheerleader in this second Oaks heat. I think Jewel Melody is priced up to her best at $1.55. They went up the wrong price, cheerleader, $21. She's into single digits now. I've marked her closer to $6. I think she's a lot to run top three. And if she can qualify for the final, get a kind barrier, I think she's a really live hope. I really like her. Okay, good push there for cheerleader, the Queensland filly in the Oak seat tomorrow night. So the Miracle Mile is now fast approaching. It comes up in the first weekend of March. And the Miracle Mile will take shape after this weekend. The Chariots of Fire winner will be invited. But tonight at Newcastle, the Newcastle Mile takes place. Winner of this race is guaranteed a start in the Miracle Mile. Uh, this race worth $100,000. Looking at the tab fixed odds market, we've got BD Joe, $2.15. Elta Wise Guy is stable to make $9.50. Pete said so, $8.50. Zeus Bromac, $12. Perfect Stride, $13. Penny Tiger, the Perth Horse, 8.50, Tasty Delight 23, Mac Dan 4.40. And just looking at the fluctuations here, BD Joe opened 2.20, he touched $2, he's now 2.15. Alta Wise Guy, Friendless, 9.50 out from 5. Pete said so, 12 out to 15, he's now 8.50. Zeus Bromac, 12 out to 15, back at 12. Perfect Stride, 12 out to 17, he's now 13. Penny Tigers, Friendless, 8.50 out from 5. Tasty Delight 23, and Mac Dan, He's 440. He went five dollars to 480. Now 440. Bottomed out at 420. Ryan, you go first here. This is going to be a really good race tonight. Sure is, Chris. I've sided with Mac Dan. The horse is in super form. He was the run of the race in the Hunter Cup. He came through an excellent Inter Dominion campaign. Despite the wide barrier, I think he can push forward and race on pace. And my rationale is that I think the WA horse, Penny Tiger who shows explosive gate speed. I think he can cross the Kiwis and sort of throw the cat among the pigeons. If Mark Pitt and McDan can get over, I think he'll be well poised to go close. Okay, so you've got Penny Tiger in front. Jesus, quick, Chris. Really looking forward yeah. to just that aspect of the race. Okay, so Darren, how do you see this race? I know one of your favourites is Pete said so, and he's attracting good support. So this is going to be a, a really strongly contested event. 
Yeah, we certainly. We back on? You're back on. Yep. Just reiterate your comment. Yep. Um, yeah, Pete said so. I do really like him. We saw him go good time at Menangle, 49-3, a couple of runs back. And then just uh, the Newcastle Cup run was a bit of a head scratch. I think that entire race, you could probably put a line through form-wise. Um, that said, I, I'm really keen Penny Tiger. I, I love how quick he is off the arm. I love the fact that someone from Perth's actually coming over and having a crack at these races um, and you wouldn't make the trip if you didn't have a bit of faith in him those times he can run around Gloucester Park you convert that out to the big the big tracks, the 1000 metres You know, Gloucester Park's only 800 and, and change I'm really keen to see how he goes OK, well that's tonight, that comes through as race 5 tonight from Newcastle so the winner of that race guaranteed in the Miracle Mile in a few weeks time We've got a very intriguing free-for-all here locally tomorrow night. Ten-race program at Albion Park. We get underway at 5.16. The free-for-all comes through as race four. Tab fixed prices here. Uh, Warfare 26, feeling for a rainbow at 100 to 1. Northview Hustler 260, his favourite. Rock Bottom 51, Jonah Jones 51. Governor Jujon 15, So Extra 34. Tommy Lincoln 26, Manila Playboy 360. And Mac Da Vinci also at 260. So... 260 each of two, Northview Hustler, Mac Da Vinci. Ryan, what are you thinking here in the free-for-all tomorrow night? Chris, I think Northview Hustler looks hardest to beat with his front row draw. I think he can work his way to the front and take no end of running down. His performance last week was excellent. He ran a really quick last half behind Black Sedance and Mac Da Vinci. So with his main two rivals drawn barriers 9 and 10, I think he looks logical first pick. Okay, so you've gone Northview Hustler. Darren, break down the free-for-all tomorrow night. Yeah, well, I think that's first and foremost. Northview Hustler gets to the lead first, you would expect, and from there he'll, he'll certainly set a, a, a tempo that will make them earn earn it from behind. I, I think if it sets up in that way, Manila Playboy, he's shown in the last few weeks just, um, you know, he's really on the up. He's a horse that's progressing through the ranks. A win here would sort of stamp him into open company. Um, Mac Da Vinci, I was a bit surprised how that race played out last week, but he's on the one-week backup. So um, from from back in the field, you would expect that he's going to go pretty close. Um, I'm going to I'm going to steer to the to the side of Manila Playboy. I just think um, Northview Hustler just a little bit concerned exactly where he's up to. He hasn't had a win uh, since early December. That win um, was in a time of 54.5 for the mile um, in a race where Uncle Shank. There was sort of no early speed. He was just allowed to to sort of dictate early. Not sure whether he'll get that uh, that liberty tomorrow night. So I think if he cops a little bit of heat, he might just be a bit vulnerable. And Neil Playboy, like I said, I've been really taken with how he's been finishing his races. Okay, he was nominated for the Newcastle Mile tonight. He didn't gain a start. I'll get both of your opinions here. Was he a little unlucky to miss out, or was it the right call? Is that Manila Playboy was nominated for it? Yeah. Oh, I. I, th- I can see why he'd be left out. He's just not at the free-for-all level yet that that, that race would determine. Um, that said, in another 12 months, he could certainly be up there. And he, you've got to have a crack, but I think on the, the field we can see in the Newcastle Mile there at the moment, he, he is, would be hard-pressed to have been included in that over any of those. Ryan? 
Yeah, that's one of the hottest Newcastle mild fields we've seen, Chris. So really, he's just a victim of circumstances. You would think in a normal year, he probably would have snuck in. Okay. Uh, Darren, your best bet for Albion Park tomorrow night? Yeah, uh, coming up in race number five, I just, uh, I think it's race five, I better check that, uh, Classy Washington, um, he's had two runs back from a spell, sorry it's race three, race three number eight, he's had two runs back from a spell now, um, his run last week where he had to sit parked over the 2100 was really strong, he was starting to come again on the line, gets a race here, he'll tuck him behind, me Furioso Toro looks the likely leader, I think he gets the perfect trip to uh, just sit on the backs and gun them down the stretch. So race three, number eight, Classy Washington. Okay, three by eight, the best bed. Uh, anything else stand out on that card tomorrow night? Yeah, there's a, there's a few there. Well, I, like I said, Manila Playboy, he's, he's there. And um, in race number eight, Keener number five, everything happens. This is a second division qualifier. Um, probably quite a few of these to be fair searching for a bit of form everything happens his past two runs have been really good got some good closing quarters last week it was behind yep got chalks who um just dictated in front and the start prior was behind flight crew who has since come out and won again on saturday night so i think it sets up right for race eight number five everything happens okay ryan do you have an early fancy for albion park tomorrow night yeah, Chris, really keen in race six, number one, Sir Face. He's a golden guitar winner. He stomped out 52 miles leading at Albion in the past. I think he will lead and win that, Ollie. Okay, so race six, number one, Darren, the dashboard. Is that up via the RQ website? Yeah, it certainly is. And um, again, looks another even night for drivers. Perhaps Brendan Barnes can be the one to follow. He's got Mi Furioso Toro, looks a leader. Northview Hustler, um, who looks a leader in that open. He's also got Surf Ace, the race that uh, Ryan just highlighted there, as well as a couple of others. So in an open night, he could certainly get that job done. And so that's all there. We've got Quaddies, Best Exotics. I thought Race 5 looked a, a good exotic race to play. Um, just with Melton Beach drawn gate one, Storm Tide adding gate four with good speed, so working around those two. So, yeah, that's all there and live, and uh, hopefully we can find some find some gems amongst the uh, amongst the fields. Okay, well that's Albion Park tomorrow night. Ten races starting at five sixteen. Just on the Miracle Mile, just looking at that futures market with Tab Captain Ravishing at dollar seventy five. Next best is Bondi Lockdown, $4. BD Joe, 8 Honolulu Bay, the Hunter Cup winner at $9. Spirit of St. Louis, 11 And then we're going out to longer odds. Alta Wise Guy, $21 with expensive ego, Republican Party. So, Ryan, at this early stage, is there any sort of interest in that market right now for you? Uh, Chris, there is one sort of around the 50 to 1 mark is uh, Mac Dan. If he was happened to win the Newcastle Mile and get his golden ticket in, um, I can guarantee you he probably won't be jumping $51 in the final. Okay, well, he's $31, $7 the place right now. Yeah, well, he was, uh, it was only a couple of days ago he was around that 50s quote, so I'm sure maybe with the support for him tonight in the Newcastle Mile is the reason why he's trimmed up in the Miracle Mile market. Okay, let me ask you this question. If Captain Ravishing comes out and just turns on a lights-out performance in the Chariots of Fire guaranteed an invite for the Miracle Mile, which they'll accept. W will the market change considerably or will he still be around that $1.75 mark? 
I think he's probably priced up to his best there, Chris. So even if he draws well, I'm not sure he'll be much shorter than that. Okay. Is he capable of winning both, the Chariots and the Miracle Mile? I, I certainly think so. He's um, got that wicked high speed. Um, and I'm sure once he gets up against the big boys, he'll acquit himself well. Okay. You were keen on Bondi lockdown last week, and he, he duly delivered. So is he a, a realistic hope of knocking off Captain Ravishing? Yeah, he sure is. Um, though the horse has had a bleed and they're not using him early off the arm. So I think that does count against him in a Miracle Mile sense. We do see that race usually dominated by on-pace runners. So unless he draws really well, he's, he's, yeah, it's, it makes the job harder. Okay, Darren, any early thoughts on that market for the Miracle Mile as it stands now? As it stands right now, Chris, I wouldn't be going anywhere near it just with the fact we've got the, the Newcastle Mile tonight and that um, and the Chariots tomorrow. I know that could then mean that you, you miss a, a quite higher price, but uh, I'd be quite prepared just to wait and see what happens in each of those two races. I guess the other thing that you can look at with Captain Ravishing, um, he wins tonight, goes to the Miracle Mile, would there ever have been a horse that's had less starts going into a Miracle Mile run? That would mean his Miracle Mile would be his 15th race start. Like that's a, That throws up a, plenty of questions for me. Mm. Mm, that's interesting. If, just in recent times, you'd be thinking one of the all, uh, All-Stars horses, maybe have faith in me, Lazarus, you'd have to double-check. But yeah, it's a, an interesting one, and we'll chase up that info in the... Uh, in the next couple of hours. So your best bet for the weekend, Darren, is race three, number eight, Classy Washington. Ryan, what's your best bet for the card this weekend? Uh, Chris, I'm going to stick with my Albion Park suggestion. I think Surface, um, he really looks like he'll be taking a power of beating. Okay, so Albion Park tomorrow night, race three, number eight, and the other one, Surface, is race six, number one.